All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everyone. It's been, uh, I think at this point, a handful of months in the making, but finally, I'm extremely humbled, honored, uh, and grateful that we have with us today, uh, Mr. Lester Velez. For those that don't know, just a quick little summary on, on Mr. Velez. I believe uh, he is one of the founders of Opus, a fantastic um, institution, and he's also a, a veteran. He's been on the show before. We've discussed things like um, a sort of the old guard shifting to the new guard behind the scenes with the UAP stuff and all of that but without further ado uh, mr velez thank you so very much again uh lester for coming on and how are you today oh great thank you very much for having me uh dave i i uh, i enjoyed uh, some of our uh, previous uh chats and so uh, i was looking forward to this very much i appreciate it so much well i did want to without diving in uh to i guess personally if you will i remember the last time we spoke um i i've gained a lot of uh, new uh, subscribers on the public side and and members on the other side uh, that probably did not see our last conversation would you be mm -hmm. willing to explain um the situation that you you claim um someone had claimed to have seen you on a craft as well as the the, the polaroid picture with the with the bubble i think that's very compelling oh yeah um yeah, the orb. That that was a, a very interesting uh, shot. Um, well, first of all, the um, the uh, situation was that uh, I was facilitating a support group in uh, San Jose. Uh, this is a number of years ago uh, when Opus first got started, and uh, which Opus, by the way, stands for the Organization for Paranormal Understanding and Support. And you can see my website over here. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so people were talking, and uh, at the end of the meeting, uh, this person comes up to me and said, I've seen you before. And I said, really, at a UFO conference? No, 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 I saw you on board a craft. And so I didn't think much of it at the time. And um, it was probably a year and a half, two years later, that a totally different person says the same thing to me. I've seen you before. And I said, really, where? UFO conference? They said, no. You were sitting on this bench on board the craft, you were naked and you were freaking out. And so they told me to go over to you to calm you down. Well, <laughs> needless to say, at that point, I decided, okay, I'm gonna go get regressed and see if I could find out any more because consciously I had no recollection of that situation. And uh, as it turned out, I never found out anything with regard to being on board a craft or interfacing with uh, non-human intelligences, but I had multiple past lives, um, which were, some of them were, were really quite interesting. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I subsequently uh, talked to a person that said, you know, maybe somehow uh, this person tapped into a, a past life where you might've been taken and brought on board a ship because of course this phenomenon has been going on for eons right wow well that's that that's incredible um if, if i without getting too uh personal um if i'm not mistaken i think you had mentioned at some point this person claimed to see you uh with liquid over your body or something like this or was this this may be someone completely separate i apologize <laughs> yeah uh, i know i don't recollect uh, any any liquid <laughs> okay <laughs> so sorry that might was, be a different person but I was uh, thinking of somebody you know, else the, the people yeah, so this situation is 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 really interesting and i think I, I think i know what you're referring to now um one of the the a couple came to one of our support group meetings 
And uh, <laughs> they had been at, on a picnic up in the state park just north of Santa Cruz. And they were coming out of the park and they saw this object over the ocean, this bright white light. And it got bigger and bigger until it was over their heads and it was a, a triangular craft about the size of a small Learjet. And so they watched it as it went into this canyon behind where they were, and they saw another light over the ocean. And this craft came in the same way. And the first one, they felt they were looking at it. The second one, they felt it was looking at them and they became frightened and they decided to get out of there. And um, this path to get out of there is, is rather hilly. And even during the day, it's very dark and there's stones all over the place. And, so it's, it's kind of treacherous, but they felt they were on automatic pilot for some reason. And they got down to their car and that's the last thing they remember until three hours later, they're sitting in a restaurant, which is only five to 10 minutes from where they were, um, <laughs> having some food. So they came to one of our support group meetings. And after this experience, they both developed a rash. And uh, they took pictures of this rash and they showed it around to the people in the support group. And almost without exception, they all said they had a similar rash at one time or another. And then this is where the liquid part comes in because one of the people in the group said <laughs> that I, I, I know what this is from. And then we say, what? well, what is it? it? It's a reaction to the fluid that they dip you in when they bring you on board the craft to sanitize you. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Well, first off, let me apologize for conflating and confusing it. Oh, that's all right. Thank you so much. I mean, you listen. You, I'm sure you hear a lot of different stories. <laughs> so. Yeah, very, very much so. But I mean, I that that's incredible because that that liquid uh, type uh, situation, in addition to mm -hmm. the whole, um, you know, uh, missing time where people say like, oh, they they're eating at this. In this case, the couple's eating at the restaurant, if I'm not mistaken, and they kind mm -hmm. of wait. What happened the last four or five hours? They don't. Yeah. Recall. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And unfortunately, we couldn't get them to get, to get regressed. Uh, they had uh, concerns about it. And that, that's a good thing because uh, when we have people come to our website uh, where we actually have a, a support button on there where people are looking for either uh, to be added to the online support group that Opus has, it's totally confidential. Uh, and we we have over 300 people in it from around the world talking 24-7 uh, with each other. And then we also have a referral list of hypnotherapists and uh, medical uh, mental health practitioners. And we just recently set up what we call the EST, the Experience Your Support Team, which is a group of people that have had a lot of experience with this phenomena and are able to... Uh, work with these people and, and try to reduce the stress and then also be empathetic about their situations and, and be totally neutral about what it is. I want uh, to say, Lester, this is your group is a fantastic group. I, I'm not just saying that because you're here, but I want to say to the audience as well, Lester and, and what they do at Opus, um, I've, I've dabbled around and you know checked it out and what have you. They do nothing but incredible, incredible uh, benevolent work to to engage and, and make everyone feel as though their experience is not something of a, you know, a, a heretic hallucination, but genuinely something that maybe whether energy or technology, we don't understand. Forgive me for interrupting, but. No, not at all. I mean, that's good. I appreciate what you just said. That's fantastic. You know, one of the things too that, uh, you know, people have asked me in the past, he says, well, you know, 
these people might have a psychopathology. Well, it's it, it maybe some rare cases that's that's the case. But what we found, we did a study back in 2007 that was funded by MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, where we took 71 people that claimed they had contact with non-human intelligences and 51 people as a control group. And we found, we found out, uh, based on this uh, study, that these people did not have a psychopathology. They were also not fantasy prone which a lot of debunkers like to throw out there, like Susan Clancy, I believe she, she talks about that. Um, and, and so it, it's, it's, it's that people are having an experience and what, what it is is the big question. Is it extraterrestrial? Is it interdimensional? Is it time travel? Is it the military? Well, I, I think it can be all the above, uh, right. whatever you can possibly think of. I'm uh, I'm I'm in full agreement. If I if I may ask Lester, without divulging, of course, any of the confidentialities of the the mm -hmm. people that have come to your support group, um, could you um, would you be able to lay out for for myself and the audience what say the last six months to maybe even a year year and a half the most common uh, we could say the most common experiences that people have come to Opus with, even generally. Yeah, you know, and again, a lot of it has to do with uh, being in a bedroom at night. Um, uh, having having these uh, uh, entities enter their their bedroom, and it's interesting. It, it's usually in threes. <laughs> these entities come in threes. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly why. Maybe they're afraid <laughs> of us, which um, they should be. <laughs> they should be afraid of us because I've heard stories uh, where a person uh, grabbed a hold of a of a uh, gray, a small gray, and ripped his arm off. <laughs> I was well. I was going to say, speaking to to that point, Lester. Have you ever? Con I'm sure you have, but um, I, I I bring up the question generally. I think a lot of people, and I'm not saying I'm right or wrong, but just to pursue an idea here, a lot of people don't realize that they're observing us. You, you see what I mean? There's, uh -huh. it's, we're not observing them. So clearly, there's something about us that we may not know about ourselves that they are observing and trying to whether understand, um, potentially in a malevolent fashion, maybe harvest. But you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I mean I think there's multiple uh, possibilities as to what's going on. I I I throw out one thing where this is a, a training uh, uh, exercise where. Generation upon generation, as the youngsters come come <laughs> to to be, that they they have to be taken and, and shown that you know we're not at the top of the food chain. So they're coming and saying, okay, now take a look at this person. You know, I have to be careful because they could lash out. You know, <laughs> and and they go through this process. Uh, and, and so because people have said, you know, time and time again that well, if they're so smart, why do they need to keep coming? Well, I, I think the bottom line is that it's a training uh, type of a exercise. And then also, uh, it could be an ongoing thing, is, you know, when you talk about hybridization uh, process and, and why are they doing that and uh, collecting sperm and eggs, uh, you know, of, from us. Uh, there's so many possibilities. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, you have a couple of schools of thought that one school says they're all bad, the other school says that they're all good guys. And I think we have a situation where it's both. You have good ones and you have bad ones. And then it's not just by species being bad or good, but even within the species, you have good ones and you have bad ones. I couldn't agree more. I, I liken it to, for example, um, uh, I, 
this is the first thing that comes to mind to me personally, and I do not mean to liken it to the fact that anything non-human is malevolent at all, but mm -hmm. the idea of sort of like, um, you know, the, the five families of New York, so to speak. They all have yeah. the same overarching goal, but within each family, there's factions. Within factions, there's friendships. Within friendships, there's it keeps going. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. That's, that's a good analogy. Um, and <laughs> so we, you know, we, we have people that, uh, you know, have different experiences. You know, it may not be a, a bedroom experience. Uh, it's, it's daylight and uh, or they're driving a car or they're in their backyard and during the day doesn't have to be at night. Right. Uh, there, it, it's, it's wide ranging as far as the, the types of experiences. And I wrote a book uh, this past year called The Unknown Other and the Existential Proposition of Alien Contact. And within there, I have about 25 stories from people that uh, are in the support group that have told their stories about their experiences. And uh, some of them are absolutely blow your mind. <laughs> are any of them, if, if I may ask, and I, I, I wanted to ask both, um, we could say, I wanted to ask about the extremities on both ends of the spectrum if you may speak on that in terms of the most we could say maybe malevolent experience or the most uncomfortable and the most mm -hmm. beautiful or peaceful if, if you could yeah oh well the the most malevolent uh type of a situation is where uh the person uh, has been uh subjected to major uh intrusion into their body with various instruments uh this seems to be uh, one that uh, uh, can also leave scars uh, on a person's body, and uh, uh, but the the real uh, trauma is is basically PTSD afterwards, where they they they've been shocked to such a, an extent that they have PTSD. And uh, one of the things that we found in in working with therapists, uh, we did a study, the Omega Four study, first phase. Uh, we, we just completed, and uh, what these people that have had those experiences are looking for is someone to reduce the stress, number one. Number two, they want an empathetic ear, you know, someone that's going to be neutral, listening well to what's going on. So uh, those are the, like the two major factors that go on. And then as far as the, you know, positive thing, there's people that are in telepathic communication, uh, they've been taken to places not of this earth, uh, you know, uh, certain types of realms that are beautiful. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're given information, uh, you know, that uh, unfortunately a lot of them forget after they've been told. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, you know, it, it turns out to be a, a beautiful experience for them. Uh, they feel very this uh, loving nature coming back at them. Um, and I mean, I've even had uh, people talk about the reptoids. A lot of people say that they're, they're the bad guys. Well, I've had, I had situations where a woman was in love with one. They, they had a wonderful relationship. Uh, right. So uh, again, it's, you know, even within a particular species, uh, it can be a positive experience. I, I agree as well. Actually, someone had told me off the record, someone within uh, the Department of uh, Defense, actually, they said to me, they go, Dave, um, 
to our knowledge, there are a handful of these reptoids that are actually very peaceful, but they don't have a good name right now. And, yeah. and the same person said to me, he goes, uh, Dave, there even the what what you guys call the Zeta reticulans, there are some mm -hmm. who are actually either b benevolent, friendly, or mm -hmm. just neutral, indifferent, but mm -hmm. they don't they don't leave their quote unquote quadrant, if you will, because they have a, a bad name in the, the cosmic neighborhood. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, this, this uh, once you start going down this rabbit hole, I mean, uh, there's a myriad of possibilities as to what it is. And, and, and you know, we don't have the answers to a lot of this. Um, right. You know, we have a lot of conjecture as to what it is, but our organization, basically our mission is to help people having paranormal experiences, which includes the type that we're talking about now, the quote unquote experience or abduction contact uh, uh, type of experience. Um, we're, we're open to others and we have resources where we can point people if they're having a, a demon possession or, or a spiritual awakening or Kundalini uh, activity. Uh, so, uh, there's so many parts of the paranormal, but I believe they're all connected. I agree. And you, you, you mentioned earlier uh, about an orb uh, that was, was, a picture was taken, it was over my head, and I've never seen an orb like this. It was red, and it had like a little yellow cap, a little protrusion on it. And the person that was taking the pictures, um, it was a digital camera, and they were taking pictures like like this, click, 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 click. And every picture, that little yellow cap moved. It moved in position, uh, you know. So I, it was there. I didn't see it because it was over my head. I didn't even know it was happening. But when she said to me, she said, you got to see these pictures, <laughs> I was totally blown away. And what is that? You know, what is that? And that same night, that we were out there, this is in Sedona. Um, and Tom Dongo uh, introduced me to this woman. He says, you gotta see her pictures. And uh, there was a serpent, a, a multicolor serpent in the sky. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's befuddling, uh, all these, these types of things and, and, and who's behind it. And one picture, one picture that she blew up it was an orb that the picture that she blew up and in the orb you can distinctly see gray aliens and it's like one is close to the uh it's like a a, a a portal like a portal and one is up close to the you know the exit of the portal and you can see ones in the back kind of looking in a different direction <laughs> and it was like three of them in this picture uh, and um, well, there's your there's your always coming in threes again and there's also yeah. this this concept of whether it's a portal or even a, or a portal and or like an observatory for them mm -hmm. that's what it yeah. seems like as well yeah now i, I did want to ask as well with respects to the whether uh positive uh negative or indifferent experiences do you ever have people come to, to opus or even to yourself personally um without getting uh too detailed but they say uh, you know, Lester, I was um, physically brought on the craft, and then others say, Lester, I left my my body was left behind in my bedroom. Uh -huh. Do you get those? Yes, you get you get both. You get both uh, people having as astral uh, type uh, movement out of their body. 
their their energy is 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 floated out, um, and then you have people that uh, uh, are physically taken like through the wall <laughs> uh, of their house or through the ceiling, and uh, that that's a very common thing. And uh, people have asked me too, well, what does the the craft look like? In a lot of cases, these people don't even see the craft until they're inside the craft, and so it's really difficult to give any kind of explanation as to what the craft looks like. When, um, but when uh, you're on the inside, is it is it very um, is it very large, or does it depend on the experience? It, it looks large, and and based on again uh, observations that have been done, where somebody did actually see it from being outside of it. Um, it looked like 30 to 40 you know, feet in diameter. And then when they got inside, it looked massive. And, uh, and very much the same. I mean, rounded walls, very white. Uh, the descriptions are, are very similar. Uh, sort of like know, the cold looking, like that? ceramic looking smooth, no rigid. Yes, Yeah. right, right. Exactly, and, and so yeah, it's you know you you have to wonder again that they all uh, have their craft built by the same guy. <laughs> you know, well, like they went through. This, this is the store. model A two five. You know, right, right, <laughs> right. One thing I, I did want to ask Lester, and one thing that I think is something that I, I don't have the um, the opportunity to ask many others, simply because they many have not really been in the the field for as, as long as you have very few i should say seldom um do you uh and i ask this with the utmost respect do, do you ever go through what people have called you could say mental burnout of the topic or have you found a way to sort of balance yourself with you know taking that, time off that, or... that's a great question and and there have been a couple of times where i said okay i've done it i can turn this over to somebody else and then i'm just going to step away from it but every time I do something like that, I'll get a phone call that just pulls me right back in. And it, it, so evidently, you know, I've learned now that forget it. I just I'm just going to keep doing this thing until I kick the bucket. <laughs> right, right. I, 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 yeah, I see what you're saying for sure. Um, is there, if I could ask, is there anything of keen and peculiar interest that interests you whether it's the the beings themselves um whether it's the craft or the material the technology the the orbs yeah. of all of that what what if you could um even doesn't have to be in order but say top three favorite or yeah. most interesting things to you well i think it has to begin with uh, me in the very beginning back in 91 uh, when i joined mufon uh I was very interested in the nuts and bolts aspects of, of the phenomena, you know, the craft. Um, and, and so, but over time that has been relegated to probably last place uh, because I'm much more interested in what these people are experiencing and then also trying to help them uh, to get out of their particular situation. And because, it's like three phases to the phenomena, uh, the abduction phenomena, if you will. Uh, you have the first phase, which is quite upsetting and uh, uh, causes people stress, high levels of stress. And, and then 
they go through a period of time where they they come to accept what's going on and and are more comfortable with the, the whole process. And then the last stage is when it stops. And it's like the Stockholm syndrome, where people say, well, what happened? Why aren't they coming for me? You know, did I did I do something wrong? Um, and 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 so I guess the thing that right now what I'm, I'm more interested in uh, is, uh, and I told you uh, earlier about the Omega-4 study. We did the first phase of the study where we went out to uh, therapists that are working with these people and uh, had them take this survey. And uh, actually the phase one of the Omega-4 is on our website. If you go into the document section and it's quite telling uh, as far as what uh, uh, we've, we've found. Uh, most of these people that have had experiences, uh, the number one thing that they all talk about are the grays. And, uh, and I, I think it's it's like and it seems like every race, you know, uh, other race utilizes grace. It's like there's a supermarket out there in the universe where they all go and pick up a gray and, you know, OK, you guys go in there and bring bring us the uh, human because we don't want to get near them. Um, and uh, so uh, but, uh, you know, this, the, the second thing that. Uh, the, the therapist told us is that they, people talk about orbs. Uh, that that seems to be the, like the, the number two thing that people are looking for. The number three thing is interdimensional type uh, um, events. Uh, and then the fourth thing is poltergeist activity. Um, and once again, I believe this is all connected in some way, shape or form. Um, so anyway, I, I, I don't know if I really answered your question, but I, I went, you know, oh, it, it, that's fantastic. Thank you. Um, with, with that said, do, do you find that there's some more of um, a connection to the mind and the, and the brain and the consciousness, whatever that means, compared to the, uh, the, the nuts and or the tangible, the material? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I was listening to a, a interview that uh, Gary Nolan did the other day, and it, it was quite telling. Um, and he, he said something, and I'm, I'm trying to find my notes here real quick. Oh, here you he, he says it, it could be a form of consciousness and being non-material that is going on. Um, and by the way, Gary, Gary is an experiencer. He's had experiences. And this is why he's very much uh, interested in this whole phenomenon. And he, he said that the Wilson memo is absolutely true. Um, <laughs> So we we have, uh, I mean, this interview was just mind blowing because I've never heard him be that forthright. And 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 one one thing, if I may say that I, I forgot the source. So just to be clear, I know that people have come out and said this, but I, I don't want to uh, um, attribute it to one person or one document. But I know Gary Nolan has brought this up in the past too. this idea that the same way. A, um, and I don't mean to make this sound negative, but the same way a scientist goes into their lab and they have the lab rats in a cage and they take uh -huh. their and they reach into the cage and they go. And sometimes the rat bites and they go, oh, crap, it bit me. It's in some cases, um, it, I find it interesting that it's been hypothesized. That's what some of the craft are. But interestingly enough, what I found interesting too is that many have said that the, it's impossible 
from unless you're up close to it to differentiate between something reaching in, so to speak, um, a, a hologram and mm -hmm. or actual nuts and bolts craft. H have you heard anything similar? Not really. Uh, <clears throat> I, but the consciousness thing is is seems to be really a, a predominant uh, theme these days. Um, yeah. That uh, we we just we don't we're we're trying to grasp uh, what what this is all about, and now they're 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 talking about consciousness being a factor, and that these things are not necessarily material. Uh, they're non-material. And and so then that leads to oh, so is this a hologram of some sort? Is this some other type of technology that we don't understand uh, that they're capable of, or is it interdimensional and, and they're they're able to cross dimensions and come through portals? Uh, uh, if, do if I may ask uh, with the utmost respect, do any of these theories? And I ask this because I've spoken to people. Um, in, in previous days where they've said to me both on and off the record, they go, Dave, some of these theories actually, um, I don't like to think of them because they bother me. Uh, so if huh. I may ask you personally, uh, Lester, do, hmm. do any of these theories bother you per se, or are you kind of more like bring it on, I'm, I'm good for whatever? Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, people have asked me, why am I doing this? And uh, uh, and it's it's like I've been put on this path for whatever reason because it started when I was 11 years old and I saw a craft and it scared the hell out of me and I started to read about UFOs. Uh, this goes back to Georgia Damsky days when I started picking up books, and and so um, you know it, it, I'm very much interested in it and uh, in now in later times because originally it was just nuts and bolts for me. Now it's this phenomena, and what does it really mean? And the, my, my latest theory is that we've all had experiences, every one of us, whether we consciously recollect it or not. Um, and I, I just think of myself uh, when that person said they see me on board the craft, or two people said that, and I don't have a recollection of it, um, you know, is, is it, because they've been able to bury it in me for whatever reason. But then again, I'm doing this job, so maybe they want me to keep doing this, what I'm doing, whoever they are, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, to help people. And so it's, it's a desensitization process, I think, that's going on uh, with, with, with the planet right now. Uh, and that they're going to eventually uh, have a... Uh, reach uh, critical mass and there'll be so many people that are aware of this thing that when they show up uh, and the uh, white house lawn <laughs> everybody's going to say oh sure we knew that <laughs> right right yeah no i i see what you mean there's this this process of um of it's kind of like i said this on a on a live stream a little while ago if you're a uh, and I don't mean this in a good nor negative way, but if you're, say, the, the head of the CIA, for example, and your your people come to you and they say, okay, you know, uh, Lester, sir, we, we have, um, you know, give or take 15 years before we have no choice. These things are going to come for whatever you want to call it an ascension period or for whatever something grander than us is occurring. We basically have anywhere from five, maybe if we're lucky, to 20 years to undo what's been alleged as in this quote unquote cycle, 13,000 years of suppression, allegedly. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And I claim to have the answer to that. But we see now, for example, like there, there are more articles in the science, physics, 
space journals that are uncovering more um, you know, uh, mysterious things in the last week than there has been in the last 10 years. So, Yeah, and I, I've, I've seen that. I have a news feed that uh, feeds me a lot of these science uh, revelations, you know, consciousness in quantum physics, you know, the correlation there. And I, I mean, it, it is amazing. It is amazing. And, and I think what this points to is the fact that we are coming, you know, closer and closer to these two ends meeting and, and well, not being able to, to uh, uh, bury it anymore. You, it, it's, it's just so much information that's coming out that supports this that you, you just can't, you know, bury it anymore. Right. It's getting to the point now where it simply cannot be hidden or, or, or right. even suppressed or people cannot make these um, swamp gas won't pass anymore. You know? right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. That's right. Um, Right. Well, Lester, with that said, I want to thank you, sir, so very much from the bottom of my heart for coming on. But if you could please tell my audience about your books, uh, about yeah. open, where you can be found and everything, it's an honor. Sure. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me, Dave. Um, well, first of all, our website is opusnetwork.org, which you can see behind me here. Um, and uh, we have uh, ability to help people that are having these types of experiences. Uh, whether or not you're looking for a, uh, a, a therapist, a hypnotherapist, uh, being put into an online confidential support group, um, or having a member uh, of, our, of our team to talk to uh, directly, uh, which is something that we've just uh, initiated uh, recently. And I think uh, these people have had, you know, some of them have had experiences themselves, but others uh, have had a lot of background in working with people uh, like this. Uh, and then uh, last year, uh, I wrote a book called The Unknown Other and the Existential Proposition of Alien Contact. And it's a, it's a book that uh, covers a lot of the uh, territory as far as uh, hybridization, implants, uh, electromagnetic effects on the person's body, um, certainly the background on how Opus got started and what we did. Uh, and uh, so I think you'd, you'd find it interesting. And I even talk about the UAP report that came out and uh, uh, which uh, was kind of a disappointment, but <laughs> anyway, it's in there. Um, it's almost like and, there's uh, multiple factions behind the scenes fighting over it. Yeah. 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 And, and so, uh, but there's a lot going on and uh uh, we have a lot of things on the site besides that. We have uh, articles and documents, uh, and we have videos uh, that you can see. I've done I've done interviews uh, with various people like Linda Moulton Howe, uh, Steve Bassett, uh, and a whole bunch of other people that uh, I think you'd find interesting as well. Well, Lester, I want to thank you so very much again, sir, for coming on and to the audience. Please, please, please uh, check out. I highly recommend checking out uh, Lester's work, whether it's his book, uh, his books, rather, whether it's his interviews or whether it's the support group. Uh, nothing but uh, friendly, benevolent, uh, beautiful people there. So, Lester, thank you again for coming on. And to, to the audience, we'll catch you all next time. All right. Thank you so much, Dave.